Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Come With Casey. I am your co-host. Hello. Hello. I am your co-host, Carrie Sanders. You sound stuffy. Stop it. <laughs> I know. So, guys, yes, I'm a little under the weather, but this I'm better. This is the second episode you recorded uh, when under listen, the weather. Listen, I can't help it. I work around people and on people all day long. Sometimes underneath people. Sometimes underneath people, and I can't help it. Sometimes I, on top of people. You know... Yeah, most times on top of people in my industry. Oh, I, I was going sexual with that. You know, I'm, oh, no, you're I not was on more, top very often. I was more, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was more thinking like they sit in a chair and I stand above them. So I am then like on top of Some people. Some people pay good money for that. They would. Um, <laughs> yes. So again, thank you for uh, coming with us on our next episode. I am your co-host, Carrie Sanders. And I'm Dr. Casey Sanders. And we got a few things to talk about today. Oh my gosh, we do. We... Want to talk about lube? Yes. This lube is not that the, we just tried out so, like five minutes ago. Well, this is not the topic of the episode. This no, it's is, not. This is just us putting something out there. Look, um, I know that one of the biggest issues that we've run into in the past whenever we've been using lube is the mess. And the stickiness, not a fan of that. Right? Especially if you're having to go back for more. Yeah. Um, so say that like you're giving a hand job and you use a little bit of lube and it starts to dry up. So you use a little bit more. And then you're having to grab the bottle and it's sliding through your hands and it feels gross and it's getting Super on the sheets. Super sticky. It's, it's everywhere. It's all down your legs. It's just not, I'm not a fan of it, to be honest. Neither am I. Yeah. So we came across this company, actually, uh -huh. who makes a product that not only is a lube dispenser, but yes. it also is a lube warmer. So no more having to buy like warming lube that activates this will warm it for you mm. and it will dispense it in a nice proper size directly into your hand yeah it's like motion sensor so you literally just like put your hand underneath it and it just like gives you more right and love so, that so this company is called pulse mm -hmm. um you can go to what is it lovemypulse.com and you can check out their lubes they have water-based lubricants they have massage oils they have also, um, what is it, silicone-based mm -hmm. lubricants. And we've been trying these out um, <laughs> today quite a bit, yeah. actually, and have noticed how fucking amazing these things are. So you made a really good point, though. Anytime that you've ever used a lube on me, I immediately have to go wash off after. Especially like I, I after, can't, it feels like so. I cannot stand the way it feels, but we use this. Uh, and then we like went to lunch and like, I feel fine. I didn't. There was no cleanup really No, necessary. there really wasn't. And it was great. And and even the small amount that I felt that you use lasted for the entire portion of foreplay. Absolutely. So we want to give our full endorsement to this product. You can go to lovemypulse.com. But a little bit about them is that they, uh, they use healthy formulations. Uh, and me as a doctor, like this is my big thing, right? I am a holistic doctor. I want the cleanest stuff around. Yeah, I mean, we said that a few episodes back. Anything that we're going to advertise, we're going to make sure our research is done on it first. Right. So these guys are using, there's no harmful chemicals. There's no preservatives or at least harsh preservatives. And there's no um, irritating added fragrances. Uh, they test them hypo hypoallergenic as well. So and if not on animals. <laughs> if you're sensitive... <laughs> then you, this is the kind of stuff for you. Yeah. So you can go to lovemypulse.com. And in fact, you can use our discount code. Yes. Come with KC to get 10% off your order. 
Perfect. So our that. suggestion to you is to go on their site, check them out, and get you one of those dispensers as quick as, as you can. I was going to say, definitely get one of the, the little dispense things because that is like the best thing I've ever seen lubes actually do. Because again, you're not like having lube on your hand and then trying to like open up the bottle and it slips out of your hand and flies across the room. Like right? this There's does no not happen. Mess. It's yeah, just a nice like, clean way to enjoy lubricated sex. Yes. And I love this product. So again, lovemypulse.com discount code come with KC to get 10% off. Yeah. Um, what's the next thing we're going to talk about? Oh, we're talking about all sorts of things. We had an NGL that came through that <gasps> is like, did. I, we got this question and I lit up with being like, yes, we've been there. I yeah. feel you on this so much. Because we have been there, seen it, done it. And let, let's just get into it. I'm going to find it super quick and I'm going to read it even faster. All right. Is that your stalling voice? <laughs> that is totally me stalling. All right, I got it. We don't have a we don't have a producer right now to like pull us up I for know, us. Right, one day, so, one day we might. She's gonna be we, so hot and helpful. <laughs> don't try to have sex with our employees. You know, you know. All right. So it says uh, again, NGO question. We both work, all right, and we have a new baby. Plot thickens. We clearly not in a we are clearly not in a romantic place how do we come back i love that they spelled come c-u-m appreciate that how do we come back and make it right again meaning that they've had it once before and working already makes a sex life difficult and then adding a baby a new baby into the mix of trying into have a work sex life family balance it's no longer work life balance it's yeah life sex balance and not even but it's like a baby yeah you talk about a needy fucker well a baby let's talk about some of the changes that happen in a relationship once yeah. you have a baby and i don't just mean physical because we all understand that your body's going to go through some massive trauma and some big healing changes mm -hmm. before you're even ready to start being intimate with your partner again. You, I can't imagine this as coming as a penis owner, what goes through a, a new mom of having these physical changes to the body. You just pushed this gigantic motherfucker out yeah. of you. <laughs> Dude, it's hard. I mean, like I said, I, I've pushed two gigantic motherfuckers out and it it's definitely a difficult transition to get back into it and make you yourself feel you again because yeah, your your body's gone through those changes right i mean you went through nine months of a pregnancy which you already don't necessarily feel like yourself you feel like your body doesn't belong to you and then afterward you're breastfeeding mm -hmm. that's difficult then your, your tits don't belong to you i mean you, a guy can't even touch them you know what i mean without like lactating and that's an in insecurity you for feel us like a, and, a, a rental property <laughs> yeah essentially like it, it takes a long time and and, and a little sidebar, like anyone that I've ever talked to about having a baby, a lot of times it takes from it took me both of my kids like almost a year to get back to normal, to yeah. mentally, physically get back to normal. So to this person that wrote this, understand that you're not experiencing anything that no one else has experienced. We have all been there. We have all done this. We all feel this way. You're not alone. You, Yeah, you're 100% not alone. But even you like asking, hey, how do I get back in, into that place? How to make it right again? You're already in the correct mindset. You yeah. want it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, also understand this. The, the fact is that children complicate sex lives 100% um, of the time. So you're already losing a sense of self-identity because of, of where you're at. Life's not about you anymore. 
you are now a caregiver. You are now your focus is on is on a child. And it's especially hard from what I understand with with the first one. Um, you lose everything. Your body changes. Your finances change. Your mm-hmm. work schedules change. Your sleep. You have less time. You have less communication. You have yeah. less sleep. You have less privacy. You have less everything. Everything that you were used to has been stripped. And you kind of have to like redefine the new you. You have to redefine the new y'all. Yeah. And and what y'all are now going to be together. Yeah. And we have to uh, completely understand that your, your intimate life and your your parenthood life are going to combat each other mm-hmm. aggressively yes in the beginning daily so it, it becomes an acceptance that you are not in the place that you were before before you could you know at the drop of a hat you could go on you know go to a, a concert at the drop yeah. of a hat you could hang out to just you and have sex wherever you wanted to mm-hmm. and be intimate and have this connection that that version of you that chapter has Ended. Ended. And it's okay. Yeah, it, it is completely okay. But it's it's now time to focus on the future, on a new chapter of what you can be, and how to rebuild that. Yeah. So I feel like that's more of what the question was kind of referring to is how to rebuild that. So, um, so well, let's talk about what we did, like how yeah, we absolutely. did that in the first place. I remember that whenever we were are dealing with our you know first of children, mm-hmm. things dip down. We had a, yeah. a, a definite dip in our sexuality, our sensuality, and our communication. Um, some of the big things that we tried to do that we made an attempt to do is reconnecting on a daily basis on a personal level by sending each other text messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that if you were at work or if I was at school at the time, yeah. that we would make it a big effort to stay in communication and try to make playful banter, yeah. flirtatious banter. I mean, think of it like starting dating all over again. Yeah. Because you are, like you just said, you're entering in a new chapter in y'all's relationship. That last chapter was a great read, but you're on to the next one. And so how can you reinvent the sexual wheel together? You don't just immediately start having sex, right? You you have to, again, redate your spouse, your partner at that point. Like you were saying, sending those text messages. Maybe start small and take a bath together. Well, this, oh, or, I have a, so a really good one actually was our, the holiday soiree that we're going through right now yeah. our 31 day holiday soiree one of the big ones that we just did was writing a, a holiday love letter to your spouse um, to help to remind yourself and them what it is you love about them in mm-hmm. the first place so it d- so it is creating this reconnecting really yeah um, what it you is have. about reconnecting it's a hundred percent about reconnecting so if you can do that if you can bring mm-hmm. back up the things that you love about each other what are what are your personality traits that I love what are your physical mm-hmm. traits that I love what are the, the quirks and your oddities that I do love if you can get those down it helps to reconnect you to not only yourself and your partner, but it yeah. helps reconnect that bond that you have. No, and I absolutely love that. And and it's so important is that connection, but then also just communication. Like, hey, I realize that we have this baby and things are different. Um, maybe that even means like scheduling stuff out a little bit more. Maybe you'll Including never- sex. Yeah, like that's exactly what I mean. Like scheduling out date nights. No grandparent in the world does not want to see their grandbaby. Okay, maybe you can't do it every week. If you week. have that relationship with your grandparents yes, I and they're close that. by. But like there there are situations and things to just plan out now. That's the important thing is you can't, no, you can't fly by the seat of your pants and yeah. just 
go do something spontaneous. Children don't allow that. Responsibility takes a whole yes, new phase as a but it does. But it doesn't mean that you can't still have these moments. They just have to be better structured and organized. And then that also means that when you plan something, you need to go through with it. If you are going to schedule out sex in the beginning just to like re- uh, ignite that passion that y'all have together schedule it out i'm you know not telling I you i love it when we disagree because i'm about to disagree with you on that's one fine point, on well, one point let me finish my point and then you can com- completely disagree but even if it starts out with scheduling and then it becomes more comfortable and it's less scheduling and more just intimate and more like t- togetherness whatever method works for you and your partner that's what you have to do and my whole point again is redate one another yeah Relearn one another. Y'all just had a baby. Life has changed for y'all. Yes. Allow that change to happen. Redate one another. Yeah. The only the only point that I want to make here, and I mean, maybe this isn't a disagreement. Maybe this is still going along the same signs. Is mm-hmm. yes, schedule it out, but do not have such a high expectation yeah. that if you get into the if you get into it and the moment is just it 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 falls away, or it's just not there, or something mm-hmm. occurs. Don't let that ruin things further. Don't let it push you further away from each other. Or like you said, if something happens and something comes up, it, you, intimacy doesn't just mean sex. Cuddle up and watch a movie instead. You know what I mean? Like y'all have to have some level of, of connectiveness and intimacy that doesn't necessarily always mean sex, but touch and togetherness is a huge way to rekindle any aspect of a relationship yeah make sure that you're doing everything that you need to um don't let your roles in the relationship um really define how you're being a parent you know it, it is not always like hey baby's crying in the middle of the night better get up and take care of that one mom. yeah mom exactly <laughs> mom now understand that like if you're nursing that generally does ne- need to be more of like the mom's thing but I mean, Casey, I even remember when I was nursing and you would still get up with me Hell yeah. and and you were in school. Like you literally had to be up the next day be up at like, and drive I, out to Dallas. I, saying, I already had to be up at like 4, 4 a.m. Yeah. To, to, to get to, to classes. But I do remember that. Like and, and that meant a lot to me. And so. But having said that, don't let those gender roles then be don't so. Don't let your expectation or what you what you believe, what you were told your role should be define your relationship. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's kind of leading us into our big topic of the day. Oddly enough, it really is, which <laughs> it, is kind of funny, but... It's talking about gender roles. Yeah. Um, we came up with this because we've seen a bunch of stuff online from, interestingly enough, people who are single. Yeah. <laughs> telling, telling the rest of the world dating advice on how, what their gender role should be. And I'm, I mean, I don't ever like to name names and I'm not going to today. Uh, but we have people that we see on other podcasts or online who are saying that what a woman's role is in the relationship or what a man's role is in the relationship. And they, they spout out a lot of stuff that just nonsense, just I'm not one to shame miss- anybody, but damn, it's just, unfortunately it's outdated like and I, that's really what it boils down to. Like I had a, a guy the other day that was talking about, um, polyamorous relationships uh-huh. and he was trying to make the argument that. Men should be able to have polyamorous relationships, and women should not be able to have polyamorous relationships in a, in a single in a in a two person household. That the man should be able to, the woman should not. And he bases argument upon the history of like 
kings and, and hierarchies. Oh, yeah. And I was that. sitting back going, wait a minute, you just described terrible relationships because how often in history do you hear about kings that have had harems, that have had uh, concubines, that have had mistresses who have successful, happy relationships with their primary partner? Yeah. We yeah. don't see that. Well, and so they it's also a shit were, argument. But they also weren't married for love either. They were married they for were married land. They were married for like dowries. And yeah, like, so that's such a dumb status. comparison. Such a dumb comparison. I mean, at the same point, I was listening to this guy the other day and he was talking about how naturally um, men cheat because men cheat from a lust. Like, if a guy can be in love with his wife, the most love he's ever felt, but see the most attractive woman in the world and sleep with her and it mean nothing. But if a girl does it, a girl only sleeps with someone through mental and emotional connection, so then that's not okay. So the reason why men can cheat is because they don't have a connection, but women can't cheat because they naturally, you're a girl, so you're gonna have an emotional connection, so you can't cheat. Like, really? And that goes like, where the fuck are you basing that off of? Right? Oh, you're basing it off of traditional gender roles. Exactly, because I know plenty of women that can sleep with any fucking person that they want to. And there is no emotional tie whatsoever. Which brings us into what? We need to have consent. If you are a person that is... So it's 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 funny to me because we, we have now defined this, right? So mm-hmm. in terms of sexuality, we define that not being able to sleep with someone without a deeper connection as demisexual. Yeah. Right? So that is the person that it's like, well, no, I need to get to know you first. And there are penis owners that are demisexual and there are vulva owners that are demisexual there's everyone under the sun that can be demisexual there's also people on both the penis owner and vulva owner side who can be completely okay with being an ethical slut yes like that when i was listening to that guy talk i'm like you are so wrong like are (laughs) do you only hang out with men to to not like do you not think that women are lustful creatures as well. Like right. that it's was, all based on on that. Uh, we're not this emotional monster that people make us out to be. Like it's so annoying. It's based on inaccurate stereotypes of days gone by of people that are, especially now with like this toxic alpha male culture of yeah. being like I am an alpha and them trying to put it out to all these these guys or being putting out to women to how they should be. The whole gender role, like traditional gender roles. It's so like, flawed. We we are we are moving far past that. And if if you are someone that is still in this this traditional gender role, like go go for it. If that's what you're into, um, if that's what you and your partner are into, and y'all want to maintain that, we're sure. not here to shame you for it or judge no. you for it. What we are suggesting is that there's this whole bright future of doing away with something that keeps people down. Yeah. Um, that oppresses one gender over the other. That shows favor to one gender over the other. Uh, like we're all the same. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Like let people be people. Yeah. There is no gender roles period. And there shouldn't be. Yeah. That's not where we're at anymore. Uh, yeah. Our grandparents probably don't necessarily understand this concept, but that's not where we are today. Yeah. We are very different in society. And there's actually a, a, like a little mini example of something that I wanted to bring up. And it was something that I was actually speaking with a client on and it, It actually was what kind of like brought up this podcast episode. And then I came home and we talked about it and we just kind of blossomed into this bigger thing. But my client's little boy loves to get his nails painted. 
And he was getting made fun of at school because he had his nails painted. And that's what he loves. It gives him joy. He enjoys seeing it. But because it was, in quote, not the norm for a boy to have their nails painted, he was getting ridiculed for it. <laughs> and like I said, that's really what started all of this because I was like, what does it matter? Like, one, like I said, let people be people. But two, like, it's nails. That's not defined as like a feminine define trait your sexuality. only. Yeah, like, and it's a boy. Like, children don't have a concept yet to understand what is deemed masculine or feminine. They like what they like. Yeah. So for any any parent or person to push it on their kid, this is what you must do because of that, because of what I think you should be. Yeah. Well, in all honesty, mm. the, the husband was not happy about it. The husband also threw a fit about it. Now, I will say she did say that the husband threw more of a fit about it when he found out that the her, their son was kind of being made fun of at school about it. Mm -hmm. But his biggest point was, Boys don't knit paint their nails. Well, why? Look, I've got a close friend of mine who is in his 40s. Right? Who paints his nails all the time. That was literally and the story that And guess what it does? It, it bonds him with his daughter. He started doing that yep. because his daughter wanted to paint her nails. Well, you know what? He's a single dad at this point, and he paints his nails. I see him all the time. I've, I've seen everything from black to green to orange. So, to like, one every different color. Like, But it's created a bonding experience with his daughter who loves mm -hmm. to paint her nails. I mean, and also he he's a strong male. He doesn't give a shit. And, and I admire and that's the that. the best part is yes. that this guy is somebody who is like, is what you would think you would, if you want to put that to it, sure. you know, who would be somebody that you would be more masculine of like big bear with a big beard. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and so again, like I said, this whole concept is what kind of like brought this up. And as our generations are changing and people are becoming a little bit or not even a little bit, a lot more understanding on these gender roles and how more fluid they really are. I mean, think about all the different terms that we have now and, and understandings that we have for people to express how they really feel. And so I love seeing this massive evolution, but it also kind of saddens me to see how many people are still stuck in the past. And how many people are trying to draw us backwards. How many people are trying to draw us backwards? <laughs> the year, we, we said this, what, yesterday? Yes. The, the year 2022 is the year of just... Of 1950s. Of, like, like drawing history in reverse. What is happening? Well, I, I think that what is really happening is that desires are changing. People do not necessarily want the same things that they wanted years and years ago. People of all over the, the sexual spectrum want mm -hmm. something different. So I think it's uh, important to right now to take a second to step back, uh -huh. define what gender roles are in the first place. Sure. And so it, what we know is that gender roles or, or sexual roles is a, a social role that encompasses a range of behaviors and attitudes that are considered acceptable, appropriate, or my favorite, desirable mm -hmm. for a person based upon the person's sex. I want to draw attention to, to <clears throat> desire right there. This is one of been probably one of the biggest changes that I noticed um, on a personal level, uh, as well as speaking with, with a lot of people mm -hmm. in, in our social circles. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, it's traditionally acceptable or, or expected for a penis owner to look for a vulva owner that is submissive that is flirtatious, that is modest, talkative, talkative yeah. more social, more uh -huh. feelings, all of these kind of stuff. 
I will go ahead and say it right now. I that's doesn't interest me. No, <laughs> clearly <laughs> the, it doesn't. What interests me, and you can see this not only in my dating history, but mm-hmm. also in my current life yeah. and love of my life, Carrie here, is that I love power. I love someone that is going to challenge me. I love someone that's not going to sit back and just just listen to what I have to say and, and just agree with everything. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. No, I, I, I love <laughs> challenge. I like that like healthy, yeah. healthy debate. Yeah, that healthy banter that, like you said, that challenging banter, but that automatically would go against that like feminine that would gender be, role. That would be the exact opposite. Yeah. I don't want someone, I've heard people say this on, on podcasts too, where they're like, no, a, a woman should take her place as in the household and be concentrated on things that, that I, it's my job to be stressed out and she shouldn't be stressed out because she's, she's the, cooking dinner. Yeah. Because she's, <laughs> she should be too busy cooking dinner and taking yeah. care of the kids. And I should take on the, the other problems of that. And me yeah. and Carrie are the same boat here of like, fuck that. Yeah. No, we want to explore this life together and, and handle these things together and both build our own identities Correct. And come together to create something fucking special. Yeah. As soon as you said woman should, I almost like threw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) Just that word should. Like, don't tell me what I should do. Like, now I'm going to do the opposite. Congratulations. No, but like, (laughs) but no, let's read some of the male roles. Because in all honesty, like these roles are examples of, of how I was raised. How you were probably raised. Yeah. These are the things that men and women, in quotes, should be and or do. Yeah. So as much as we like to to promote you know, a, a wide uh, spectrum of sexuality, including genders, mm-hmm. we are going to narrow it down to a binary vision here yes. and talk about the masculine and feminine, right? Yes. And so if, if we're looking at masculine stereotypes, like the traditional gender stereotypes, the traditional masculine should be aggressive and independent, not easily influenced, which is really fucking funny because of how easily influenced so many men are. Seriously, by other men. They should be dominant and active. They should be worldly, not easily hurt emotionally. They should be decisive, not at all talkative. So fuck, you don't get to be social. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh, don't think about talking don't about Don't you stuff. do that. You'd be a girly man if you do. Yeah. They should be tough and less sensitive to others' feelings, not very desirous of security. They should rarely cry. Yeah, because if you, you cry, don't cry. you cry, pussy. You suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> they should be logical, analytical, cruel. I don't know where that came cruel. from. Cruel, blunt, and non-nurturing. Damn. Yeah. See, Casey, you do not live up to. Oh, I don't fall into that at all. <laughs> Interesting. I don't fall into a lot of those categories. I know. Hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> so for the traditional feminine side should be non-aggressive. They should be dependent. Ugh. They should be easily <laughs> influenced, submissive, passive, home oriented, easily hurt emotionally, indecisive, talkative, gentle, sensitive to others' feelings, very desirous of security because you need to be protected. Yeah, totally. For exactly. Heaven forbid you protect yourself or be capable of beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Desirous of security, crying a lot, uh, emotional, verbal, kind, tactful, and nurturing. Now, do either of us fall primarily into those categories? And and I don't know we don't, but I also don't think that we're unique. I think that today's age, most people aren't like that. In all honesty, I mean, all I do all day is talk about relationships with people and my clients and their partners, and it's just not like that anymore. And 
I have male clients that they would not dream of trying to find a woman that was passive and cries all the time. I mean, I'm also interested in women and that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> How would you feel if somebody that's just agreeable with you all the time and is very passive? And Yeah, no, I could not handle that. I think we've talked about this we before have. too with being like, if we talked about it on the NGL, didn't we? Was it? That's what it was. Oh God. We were because we were talking to a, our bartender friend who was telling us about a woman that is like throwing herself at it and like yes, agreeable with everything right. and all over you and all and that. And that was You're a going, turn off. That was that episode turn about turn off and turns on. Yeah. Where's the point where I get to like challenge I, 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 you? I, I want to. I want to have something here. I want to build a connection. I don't yeah. want to feel like you were a fucking suck up. Yeah. Like that's that's not a fun thing. My my point I think to be made here is that throw it away. Mm -hmm. um, and find the person that fits you and your personality. Yeah. Stop trying to find someone that fits a narrative that you've been delivered. Correct. I love that. Like find someone that you can be happy with because they're the personality type. They have the traits that are attractive to mm -hmm. you, not the traits that are attractive to somebody that told you what you should be attracted to. Exactly. So I have a quick question. You know, I love my critical thinking on you. Fuck. I know. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so what do you feel like made you interested in the type of woman that I am? Because your parents are very gender role specific. Oh, we're going there. They oh, are. You know, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Because we've said this in the past. You're the present and future person. I am the present and past person. Typically. Correct. So what's getting you going all because it's interesting counselor because it, sounding because it is interesting because we are we are talking about the way that we were raised. You've been watching too much Ted Lasso. Maybe or, <laughs> ma or maybe too much sex in the city. <laughs> but you do. And it, there's nothing wrong with it. Your parents are amazing. But your mom stayed home and your dad works. Your mom is the one that cleans well, and cooks so, I mean, I'll, and I'll does actually, everything. Well, I'll go further into that because early on in their relationship, my dad was in school. My yes. mom was working full time. They switched roles. You know, he started working. She backed off, had kids, was the stay at home mom, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So like it, I'm it saying, did, you it, were raised in a household where your mom stayed home. You were not around when your mom worked. You weren't even born yet. You were raised when your mom was home. Yeah. So was it like the opposite of the Oedipus complex where you're like, I'm not going to love my mother. I'm going to do the complete opposite of that. And I, I'm just curious, though, from someone that was raised in more of a gender world household, do you, do you know what made you more interested in strong women? Because you, know, you have been like that your entire life. So that that's probably the point to be made there. This has been a, a lifelong thing. I have always, my crushes, mm -hmm. my girlfriends, my all of my relationships have been centered around even my friendships too like some of my yeah. deepest friendships yeah your girl have, friendships were all bitches <laughs> <laughs> have always been around very strong-willed yeah, independent women yeah always that it's been that way since as far as i can remember that's interesting i i personally think because this this falls into like my my like for entertainment as well like my mm -hmm. favorite tv shows all that a lot of it's centered around power like succession Piggy yeah. blinders, yeah. all these stuff. It's centered around power. So I think that my attraction, let's if we remove any sort of, uh, if we remove people from it, any mm -hmm. situational stuff from it, it all resides for me back to power. Okay, I'm attracted to power. I love the the concept of it. Mm -hmm. I love where it where it just throws shadows on. Everything about it is attracted to me. Okay. See, I grew up where my dad didn't work. 
you know, like my whole history was he hardly ever had a job. My mom was always the one working. But my mom, I mean, my mom also dealt with cleaning and cooking, but. <laughs> mom did everything. Yeah, my mom kind of did it all. But it's just, it is interesting because un- unfortunately, we are a product of our uh, upbringing and, and the environment that we're in. Yeah, we're seeing that more and more is that we've always had that uh, nature versus nurture kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the research today, most of the mainstream psychologists, psychiatrists, any of the mental health in- institute are going to talk, our field are going to start talking about is just how much our experiences mm-hmm. influence us as people. Yeah. And if you can like just grab something from this podcast and I'm talking to the listeners, understand that these gender roles that society has put on us, um, the way we're supposed to act, the way we're supposed to dress, the way we're supposed to speak, um, even down to the way that we groom ourselves or the, the language that we use, there should not be gender roles to that anymore. It, it really needs to be that people are people. We are who we are. We express ourselves in, in whatever way that that might be as a, I'll go ahead and go there as a bisexual, there are definite days that I feel more masculine a hundred percent. And look I even, it too. yeah, I'll dress more masculine. Uh, I can always, it's like a, it's like a telltale sign is yeah. you'll get ready for work and come down and I'm like masculine today. Got There's it. masculine <laughs> carry, <laughs> but, but in all honesty, like, and, and maybe that has nothing to do with my bisexuality. I, I I'm really not sure, but I think that that also has a lot to do with the terms that people have come out with recently to describe themselves is the they them, right? Like that is breaking that gender stereotype and as much pushback as pushing yourself as non-binary, like that's fine. And I'm not saying that that's what I'm doing. I'm not saying that it, I support any and every single person that wants to come yeah. out as non-binary you or said, they, them you or said identify. You personally is that you are binary identified as, as a woman. You mm-hmm. are bisexual. Your sexuality is not your gender. Very true. Yes, 100%. But if I were to dress more masculine that day, that doesn't mean anything other than the fact that that's just what I'm feeling. And, yeah. and I'm allowed to do that. That's why I'm going to say it again. Let people be people. Stop trying to pigeonhole individuals into the concept that you think that they should be because it makes you feel better about yourself. That's not why we're here. It's not about you. It's about them. And it's about expressing themselves in whatever way that they want. Does that mean that an eight-year-old boy gets to paint his nails? Fuck yes, it does. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with your children. Your children should not be curious as to why they have that. Let people be fucking people. Look at our, our daughter right now. We have a nine-year-old daughter. Yeah. And, late, and as of late, she's been coming down ready for school. And the other day, I, I mean, I took her over to her Grammy's house and she had a backwards hat on and a t-shirt on. Oh, and that's a, so cute. And like just a pair of jeans and, and some chucks. Yep. And then the, the next day, she'll put on this like black dress with her black boots and put I don't on little shit cat, she wears. And she puts <laughs> on her little like wolf ears and her wolf tail, you know? Does, like, not, does not occur to me at all that... And I, she and, should or should not be doing what she's doing. She's and we would never her tell face, her right? not to. She's got a smile on her face. Yep. She's happy. She's running around. She's doing her thing. Yeah. And we would never, ever tell her not to. And that's the thing is is allowing them to express that. And, and it's, I'm glad actually you brought up Evelyn because, again, it's children don't understand it that way. Us as adults are the one putting that in their head. Yeah. So stop it. Yeah. Stop putting gender role 
ideas and concepts into our children's brains. It's not okay. They don't think like that. We force them to think like that. Yes. And then we put it under the guise of we're protecting them. So as you can tell in this uh, clearly heavily opinionated episode, (laughs) which I'm happy to provide. Well, I'm an opinionated person. Well, so are are you. (laughs) So are you. we like to let people know where we stand because whenever we let people know where we stand, it helps us develop deeper relationships instead of staying on the surface. But I also hope that like maybe someone's going to hear this and it'd be a little bit more like, oh, like an aha moment for them or, or just open up a door that they haven't opened up or a concept that they haven't thought about. Yeah. It, it allows us to have better conversations because now we're having conversations in a place that is not being shamed. Yes. Right. So we have these people. So we actually made a a post recently that read that shame dies when stories are told in safe places. Um, This is one of our favorite concepts. The concept of shame. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this over and over again. Whenever you sit down and I've experienced I've experienced this from you and and you've experienced. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I've shamed you. And we we try to become better at realizing we're doing it. Yes. And it can be as simple as body language. <gasps> I'm taken aback by the thing that they said. Now my hand is over my heart and I'm pulled back or my arms are crossed or, or whatever it is. Or my facial expressions. Or your facial expressions. Damn it. Or, you know, the, the verbiage of something like, well, that's weird. I think I've done that once or twice. <laughs> Five times, maybe ten times. Oh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you dare say The that. point being is yeah. that if you want to change that, that's that's what we run into. I, I talk to people more and more who are wanting to take their preconceived notions of a situation of what it should be and just remove that. They want to remove their tendency to shame someone else. And we, I mean, we said it very clearly, right? It starts with realizing that you're doing it in the first place. Um, It starts with, if you're in a conversation with someone and they say something about their, their sexual interests or their sexuality or their viewpoints and you get that, feeling of of discomfort that feeling of that's weird that feeling of what the fuck yeah to instead of verbalizing it right away take a deep breath and approach the conversation from a place of curiosity approach the conversation with, with yeah with openness with mm-hmm. wanting to learn yeah with being like wait a minute they said something that triggered me internally to feel uncomfortable and why is that you know, Why do I feel uncomfortable? Exactly. What story have I told myself or what story have I been told that makes me feel uncomfortable? And then approach the conversation with curiosity. Questions. Hey, you know, why is it that you feel that way? Why is it that you, that like what interests you about that? One of my favorite things to do. I love because we are a sex podcast. Mm-hmm. I love talking with people outside of my sexuality of what sex is like for them. That's been a big. I, that's been a big one in the past, and it's always interesting to me as like a, as a heterosexual cisgender yeah. person to whenever I'm talking with somebody that's trans about what sex is like for them, or talking about somebody that is homosexual what sex is like for them. That I get that look of like, why? Why are you curious about this? And it's because I find that if I talk with someone about it, then I'm able to be like, this opens up my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, this opens up my ability to be like, wow, I can actually enhance my own sex life by figuring out what drives you. Yeah. And now me and this person are deeper connected because I can get some glimpse into their mind and a way that they're feeling. And it's this, it's this connecting experience. Yep. And I think that more people need to do that in all honesty, to step outside of their norm of their masculinity or their over feminine 
femininity or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like step outside of that, talk to other people, explore and begin to understand your peers and one another. And you'd be really amazed what you end up finding out. And you don't feel like you're such like in this box. Yes. Get out of the box. Open the box. Open the door. And and understand You'd that. You'd say it in a million different ways. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Trying to get people to stop it. No. Um, but I, again, like exactly what you're saying when when there's a safe space and you're open up to it you can learn a lot and you can grow a lot and and i hope that this episode just kind of opens up that space for you to then grow with your own understanding of yourself and your peers yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know oh god or come with casey another another episode i'm dr casey and I'm Carrie Sanders. I th- wait, you're not going to say basic Carrie? No, because you got on to me about it. You're fucking right, I got on. I want, to, I want you to get on to me again. Shame. For shame. Don't shame me. <laughs> Don't shame me. Just fuck me. Oh, let's go. <laughs>